All right. Welcome to all of you online and in-house. So glad that you're here. You are wanted by the Lord your God, and you are needed in his kingdom. Amen. All right. You guys, I know we celebrated as a country our independence five days ago, but I want us to keep talking about that this morning. And I don't know if it's my age or maybe a little bit of experience. I think sentiment is involved, but I don't think it's all sentimentality. I'm just so grateful for the vision of our country's forefathers and their willingness to fight for our freedoms. My, what a gift. And the top of that list, I talk about it all the time, is the freedom to worship, to worship the Lord our God and Jesus' his Son and the Holy Spirit. And the women and men of our country in the 18th century wanted to establish those freedoms without having to go to war with England. They wanted to protect their families, to keep their possessions through peaceful means, if at all possible. And many of them largely were people of faith, and they would have known passages like Romans chapter 12, verse 18 on the screen. Do everything possible on your part to live at peace with everyone. Now, protection first through the prevention of war with England was what many of them wanted. It was a priority for them, as you will see in this first scene of the wonderful film, The Patriot. If your principles dictate independence, then war is the only way. It has come to that. I have seven children. My wife is dead. Now, who's to care for them if I go to war? Wars are not fought only by childless men. Granted. But mark my words. This war will be fought not on the frontier or on some distant battlefield, but amongst us among our homes. Our children will learn of it with their own eyes. And the innocent will die with the rest of us. I will not fight. And because I will not fight, I will not cast a vote that will send others to fight in my stead. And your principles I'm a parent. I haven't got the luxury of principles. It's a great opening scene. Unfortunately, peace and protection is not always possible with just spoken words. In fact, words can often fall woefully short, can't they? Especially if action is demanded. Look how God's word explains this, 1 John 3. Our love should not just be words and talk, it must be true love, which shows itself in action. Sometimes protective love calls for more than just words. Watch.
Reverend, with your permission, I'd like to make an announcement. Young man, this is a house of God. I understand that, Reverend. I apologize. The South Carolina militia is being called up. I'm here to enlist every man willing. Son, we are here to pray for the souls of those men hanging outside. Yes, pray for them. But honor them by taking up arms with us. And bring more suffering to this town? King George can hang those men, our friends. He can hang any one of us. Dent Scott, barely a week ago, I heard you rail for two hours about independence. And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. Will you now, when you are needed most, stop at only words? Is that the sort of men you are? I ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Who's with us? shepherd must tend his flock, and at times, fight off the wolves. Man, that scene just gets me every single time. So powerful. When it comes to protection, prevention is our first move, most definitely. But action is frequently required. And when actions are prolonged, when actions begin to weigh heavy with sacrifice and grief, then there is a call for perseverance. And at times, it seems to keep going. It's, it's, it's just going to be too much. And many of you have been there. Some of you are, of you are there right now. To keep doing what you know the Lord has called you to do, it's, it's becoming rough. 
But that's when you remember that remaining steadfast is a part of this call too. Look how Jesus' little brother James put it. Look at the screen. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work. Let the call to action continue to do its work. Oh, this scene. This is right after his oldest has been killed. Watch this scene. I have long feared that my sins would return to visit me. And the cost is more than I can bear. Benjamin, we have a chance. Green and Dan Morgan are down from Virginia. If we win this next battle, victory in the war is within our grasp. Go then. Seek your victory. I'm a small issue to it. You're wrong, Benjamin. You matter to your men and to others as well. Your victories and, and your losses are shared by more than you know. Stay with us. Stay the course. I have run my course. You men will be leaving with us. Yes. Prepare the baggage.
let the call to action continue to do its good work. Every time I watch this movie, my appreciation for the perseverance of those who have gone before us, it just swells inside of me. They wanted to find a protection through freedom, so they tried peace prevention, and they turned to action when necessary, and then they stayed the course. They persevered. And their hopes and prayers for us have been realized. We continue to benefit from what so many of them did. One final little short clip. With the war ending and our militia disbanding, I take measure of what we have lost and what we have won. My hope and prayer is that the sacrifices borne by so many will spawn and fulfill the promise of our new nation. It's proper and befitting us all that we would be covered in gratitude for those who have paved the way for the freedoms that we so richly enjoy. A large majority of the people of this nation have been and are today men and women of faith. Faith in God, faith in Jesus, faith in the Holy Spirit, faith in his word. And I love movies that remind us of that. And the opportunity that they have afforded us is something that we have. Now, think about it. We today can do for the generations that follow us what those before us did for us. Freedom marches to a different sound. And since we have a choice in this country, and since our culture and country has given us a voice, then it's time for us to really make sure to take advantage and open up the doors and sing. We can do all we can to make sure our nation remains a culture and a people that has the freedom to shout from the mountaintops that salvation is found in Jesus Christ and is available to any who want to accept it. Whosoever will may come. That's truth. And you live in a country where you can say that anytime and wherever you want. Now, some will disagree, and some will give you the cold treatment. Some will ridicule you, and some will treat you with disdain. But you can say it, and you can live it. You can live it at your workplace. Obviously, you can live it at your home. You can live it in your friendships. This is a wonderful gift we've been given, and it's ours to make sure it keeps being spoken. Father, I guess what I'm trying to say is let us not waste what has been given to us by people who before have gone through such sacrifice and people even today who ultimately pay the price, sacrificing their own lives so that we can enjoy freedoms, especially the freedom of what we're doing right now, here, this day, this morning, in this place. Thank you. And let this just continue to speak in and through us so that your salvation will be heard and taken advantage of by so many more people. We dedicate this time to you, Father. You're the reason for everything. Hear our hearts as we sing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, church, let's stand.